Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Steve Cook. And on today's episode of Chatter with Steve, my guest is a gentleman by the name of Colby Lovelady. Tell me that's not the coolest last name you've ever heard. Colby Lovelady is a owner-operator of a truck called Highline. Uh, Highline is a hardware company, and what they do is they um, have basically owner-operators all over the nation that own and operate their own truck, and then they sell those individuals' uh, hardware supplies, and they go and fill up hardware for different industries like the trucking industry, the oil and gas industry, different um, repair shops and things like that that need hardware. Colby and I are good friends and we talked a little bit about sales and he tells some hilarious stories in here about getting hit on, getting kicked out of places, all kinds of things. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did with Colby Lovelady. Pow! Here we get that smirk off your face. Hey, we're not gonna play footsie the whole night, okay? You pick a side, and I'll go the other. I I just won't cross the middle barrier. First podcast, dude. Yeah. What do you think so far? It's awesome. Your setup's great. Thanks for asking me to do it, dude. Here's what we're gonna talk about tonight: business. All right. Business as usual. And the way I see it, virtually you own a your own hardware setup. You could call it a franchise. Do they call it a franchise? No. We are pretty much as close to a franchise as you can get without being a franchise. So legally it's not though? No, I'm just a normal employee. <laughs> so explain how it works. Explain how you got into Highline. So I work for Highline. Uh we are America's mobile industrial hardware store. So you can pull it at you so you don't have to lean forward. There you Is go. that good? Yeah. There you go. Does that Sweet. sound better? Okay. Um, and, you know, we, ser- we sell uh, industrial MRO parts, all the shop consumables uh, for the end user. So anything from nuts and bolts, you know, all the different grade 5, grade 8 of all that kind of stuff. Uh Electrical terminals, <clears throat> uh, drill point screws, sheet metal screws, just all that sorts of stuff that um, almost any truck shop maintenance facility will use. And how I got into it, well, I was in college at OU and was going into air traffic control, doing their ATC program. And uh, I think I was starting my third semester at, with that major. And Dude, I didn't realize you went that far. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I was... Like I'm actually only 20 hours away from... <laughs> Being an air tra- traffic control? No, from a bachelor's degree. Oh, of, in think, air something? No, just... I think in I, a bachelor's degree? I think degree? I can pick, like, general business or, like... What's one of those basic ones? Like, communication Business management or, some, or something. Just something. Um, yeah, I'm, like, 20, 22, 23 hours away. But, no, I was just... I was, uh... Sitting in class one day, and I had a new uh, teacher that or professor that semester, and I really was not looking forward to the rest of the semester with this guy. He was, I mean, lack of a better term, he was kind of a tool. And uh, dude, is that a pun? Because it's a hardware. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now uh, I'm sitting there in class, and we had had me and my wife Hope had had, you know several discussions and we'd been praying about it that should I really get into air traffic control because you don't really the hours you know I would probably I'd probably end up missing a lot of services and you know at church and um wherever they send you you have to go you can Uh, kind of pick a region but even then they still may not send you to that region and so but all air traffic controllers in the United States, um, unless they go through the military, um, outside of the military, they have to come to Oklahoma City to train. That's huh. It is the nation's hub of air traffic control wow. training. So I was getting into it. I really liked it, but again, was um, really kind of uh, backpedaling on it 
not really sure if I should do it. And and also they had um, they were getting into trying to diversify the air traffic control world, and basically, I mean, I I don't care saying it. They were denying a lot of qualified white males. Really? Yeah. And uh, I knew I why. Because they got in a big stink about they just. So is the government who runs it? Yeah, it's FAA, Federal Aviation Admin. Administration. Were they getting a bunch of push or something? I'm sure. I mean, it was... Who was president at the time? I have no idea. Br- I didn't know if it was Obama or something. Oh, at that time? You uh, see what I'm saying? The, the, I thought you were talking about the FAA Like, I wonder president. if it had something to do with that. Um, It could have been. It was, let's see. I started Highline in 2015. I started that program in 2014. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, What's crazy about that... So, they lowered the standards of who they were hiring... Um, you didn't, you used to have to have either four years of college, you know, a bachelor's degree, um, or a ton of work experience. No, you used to have to have a degree. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, and, but then unless you went through these certain programs and the program I was in was actually a bachelor's in science, but it used to be, you go through the program and your final, your final was the actual FAA ATC test. And if you passed it, you got filtered into the next training session. So then they changed it to just a regular degree, and you wow. still had to apply and take the test. But they opened it up to people with work experience and all this stuff. And so they actually ended so up... So all this stuff's getting sketchy, and you're like... All this stuff's getting sketchy. A lo- couple of my buddies were getting denied after they had graduated the program. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's a, there is an age limit. I think it's 30 or it's 30 something like lower 30s but because for they what for air traffic control to be in it to start really yeah you can't just start when you're 50 or whatever Nope. you have to be <laughs> why what's the practical reason behind that well you have to i know you also have to have um medical clearances you know because they can't have you just randomly passing out when you're trying yeah. to guide a plane that makes sense but um there's just a lot to it, and they ended up actually getting in trouble because they were the instructors. In order for enough people to pass, to because okay, they were on a big air traffic control hiring spree because back in the eighties, their traffic controllers went on strike against Reagan, and Reagan said, "If y'all don't show up to work tomorrow, I'm firing all of you," and he did. He wasn't bluffing. He fired mass majority of air traffic controllers. What? So. The group that came in after that, mm-hmm. who were like, oh, I'll be an air traffic controller, they're all retiring now. So a lot like of a baby people boomer type are retiring at the same Weird. time in the air traffic control. And so they're on a real big hiring spree. And so I think that's also part of the reason why they wanted to open it up to more people because they needed uh, more people. Yeah. But you're getting these kind of not as qualified people coming in and... uh the instructors ended up having to give a bunch of people answers on the tests, what? and they got caught. Yeah, because they couldn't what? pass the tests. Wow. And so, yeah, there was there were some people that were like all you know writing like I'm scared to fly now because of air traffic controllers and all this Dang. stuff. But I just saw an article yesterday. I think two planes almost collided at JFK or something like that. Did you see that? One of those guys that got the free answers. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, so all yeah. that's going on in your all leg, that's going on I in my head. Saw an ad for something. Yeah, well, no, me and my wife were like, where, you know, where, where are they going to send us? You know, all that's going through my head. I'm sitting in class, and the guy I used to go to church with when I used to live in Lubbock, Texas, which is where I'm oh, from. Oh, I forgot. Kyle Schleyball yeah. sent me a text because he worked for Highline at the time. He right. was a uh, vice president of uh, operations. And he said, hey, do you know of a good hard worker in, <laughs> in Oklahoma that, you know, might want to do what I used to do in Lubbock? Because he was the territory manager back in West Texas. Yeah. Crazy thing. My first in, my first interaction with Highline, I used mm-hmm. to wash his truck like every other Sunday. Uh-uh. His Highline truck. Yeah. So I very, very, very vaguely knew what he did. And, uh, yeah, um, that was my first interaction with Highline. So he sent me that text. And, I mean, I, I read it in class, you know. <laughs> it was... And it was in in the class of that guy 
I said he was kind of a tool. <laughs> he was in his class. I was like, he rubbed you the wrong way. You're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was one of How those. How soon did you quit after? I dropped like, my classes that week. Shut up. Dude, you make rash decision, decisions. I, 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 well, I went home, talked to Hope. I texted him. I said, hey, Kyle, I think I might be pretty interested. You know, I called <laughs> Hope. I talked to. What's the salary, like, of an air traffic controller? Um, You start out. I think around the forty to fifty range. That's you start a lot out. of schooling and stuff, though. For yeah, I mean, there's a lot of training, and then you have to start moving up levels. But huh. by year five, you can end up really making some Six pretty, figures pretty plus? good money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, see. you start out like that, but it moves up quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Teacher salary. And and there's actually three different parts to traffic control, which a lot of people don't know that. Most people probably just think of the tower at the airports. Right, right. Okay, those are those are the tower controllers. They basically just deal with runways, taxiways, and like a so very doing small. So they the least of anything. And um, dude, yeah. you and like got into it. Takeoffs and landings. Yeah, I actually there's a whole language, like kind of like doctors. You know, they have their own language. Did you ever direct a plane? No, I never did. Um, I never even got to do one of the simulators. So they, what they, did so what did Kyle say though? Kyle texted me. You know, he said, "Do you know of a?" G- oh, when I called no, him, no. When you said I might be interested, he he's said, like, "Do it or no?" He said, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Let's <laughs> talk about it tonight." And so we talked on the phone that night for, um, I don't know, an hour or two. Um, sorry, I got to backtrack. The two other parts of ATC that people don't know about. There's a usually at the bottom of each tower is a radar room. Which can which controls like a fi- I think it's a fifty, uh, radi- mile fifty mile radius around that that airport, mm-hmm. and then there's like twenty something centers around the U.S. that deal with the high altitude flying. So there's actually three types of controllers. Huh. Yeah. So, anyways, talked to Kyle that night. I was getting really into it. You know, I was pretty intimidated, kind of nervous, and um, because you're like, I'm gonna drop out of school or. Is that what you? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was in. So this is the beginning of semester of 2015. Is that what I said? Yeah. 2015. <laughs> this story is not adding up. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. And. Uh, um. So what happened? I'm trying to think. It took um, you like a week or a month or something or what? I talked to a recruiter. So I how do w- you get into it? You got to buy your truck and stuff, right? That's the real big kicker that makes that usually turns expensive. everybody away is you you buy your Would own you truck. Would you already knew that or no? Yes. Yeah, I'm Kyle, me and Kyle talked about What's it. What's a truck? What's it cost? Yeah. Um, I mean, just like, because I mean, no, the Highline r- like really wants you to like go through their process of it. Um, like finance it? Yeah, they Those you know dogs. they're set up. Are they they're actually on both sides? they're trying to push leases a lot right now. Are they doing it? Do they own the equipment? No, they own the inventory. They don't. No, own no, no. Yeah, but I'm at the truck. They go through a third party guy that oh. that knows Highline's business and stuff. Yeah. You know, and so they try to push you to go through him. But they're trying if to push you leases? can, if yeah, yeah, it's because if you don't make it and you have to end up trying to sell your truck. It's very, very difficult. I know, but that uh, yeah keeps I, you around. I don't agree with it, but um, you know, it's that's just what what they're trying to do, and and yeah, they're trying to keep people around to stick with it because the longer you do stick with it. So here's what's crazy though yeah. is you do all that, but it's not called a franchise. Nope, I own the truck. You see I what I'm don't saying? own any of the inventory. I don't have to. Oh, that's why. I don't that's have a to difference order in a franchise. any of the supplies. They send it to me. You know. But you're ordering the supplies. You just mean you're not manufacturing them. Well, I mean, I order them for customers, and I can I can put what I can mark down what I want Highline to send me to stock on my truck. Right. But to actually, I don't order from our vendors. That's what I'm saying. You're not ordering from a manufacturer. No, we have you know purchasing already set up agents which most of it's a Highline brand on a lot of that stuff, right? Some of it, no, it's just a very small. We like. 3M, they put our tape in, in a Highline box. Um, uh, so we're like electrical tape. and It's just co-packer type stuff. Yeah, but it's all other major brands. 3M and uh, Deutsch and Weatherpack and uh, 
say it, you know, for like all those grinding wheels and all so that. So how does stuff. that go? There, you buy a truck, and they they send you with somebody for a little while first, like a week or two, like you riding somebody else's truck. Well, the process takes forever. Um, you want me to just continue my story because it'll cover yeah, some on. of this. Um, hey, at this point, like you just take you ask me questions. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I talk to a recruiter. I actually get dressed up. And I'm in one of the empty air traffic control classrooms, FaceTiming a recruiter, talking to this guy. And uh, I'm feeling good about it. Hope's like, if you really want to do it, let's do it. So I drop my classes so I get my full refund for that semester. But I'm not hired until two months later in October. What? Yeah. So I was working. I was surveying. No, I was surveying. No, I was surveying at the time before Curtis. And uh, (laughs) so I did that. Started in October of 2015. Uh, you know, bought the truck. I got a used one. So my that one I got used, it was thirty thousand. So new or used? It was used. It had thirty. It had around thirty thousand miles on it, and it cost thirty thousand. What? So, yeah, a big you know big Chevy box truck. So a three quarter ton. So that's the that's the big thing. The big kicker. So. With that, we also cover all the expenses of the truck. So we, we pay for the insurance. We don't get a gas card. We pay for our own gas. And so to, and we're, the first year, you'll get a supplemental income to help you, abate kind of a little supplemental salary to help you. And then it's just straight commissions after that. Um, yeah, a base. A supplemental salary plus commissions, and then after that, it's just commissions. Just your first year. After that, you're yeah. Just, I think they change it up so much for new to try to help new guys. I don't. Uh, that that was what it was like at when the I did it. Yeah. So, how did you get trained? You went around with somebody. Um, you have one week of training. The, your very first day that you work for Highline, you you're are they in paying Dallas. you at this point? Is this a supplemental part? Yeah, yeah. From day one. It's that first year, it's supplemental salary. And if one of my customers in that territory called and placed an order, I would get commissions on uh, it. Yeah. So, but in between that time, of the guy that quit before me in Oklahoma had almost all of Oklahoma, um, excluding East and Tulsa, you know. Um, after he left, they split it into North and South. I took the South Oklahoma Territory, which basically is everything south of. 40 and west of McAllister. So that's the size of my territory. Uh, which is pretty large. All the way down to the Texas border and west of the Texas border. So when they cut you loose... You you train in Dallas for a whole week. It's called 101. They do everything from product to procedure. To all you know. What was the hardest part? Product? Learning the product, for sure. Because I had no idea what a butt splice was. Like... I no idea. I couldn't tell you the difference between a you just knew that a was quarter size bolt and a three quarter bolt. I I had no idea about any of this stuff. And uh, you know, there's like I said, there's grade five bolts, there's grade eight bolts which deal with their tensile strength and um. So was that the hardest part? Um. No, probably my hardest part is getting out there and just cold working call, hard, cold calling, working hard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm allergic to it. No. Cold, cold calling. Cold And that's all I did that first, you know, year. What was the Build hardest? up my territory. Dude, tell me about a guy that just told you to get off his property. <laughs> did anyone? I, I saw your email, you know, when you invited me, saying what we were talking about. And think of the one that keeps sticking out in my head is a, a trucking company here in Oklahoma City. Fitzgerald Trucking? No. I'm calling him. <laughs> no, I love those guys. <laughs> those guys are awesome. I'm um, trying to get Joey on. Are you? Oh yeah, it'd be good. Um, no, I won't name him. I know the owner because I used to work for a bank, and he was a customer of the bank. So I went and saw him first. So you know how much money he yeah. has or doesn't have? Yeah. And uh, is he rich or not? No, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> well, I go see him first. He's like, "Hey, man, what are you peddling? You know all this kind of stuff." And oh, so I was cool him. at first. Yeah. Well, the owner. Yeah, he he remembered me and everything, and. He said, oh, man, I don't deal with any of that. Go talk to my shop manager. Oh, great. So I was instantly like, oh, man. And I wasn't going to walk in there and name drop. Hey, I know 
This guy. Why not? I don't know. Are you serious? It turns some people off. Why didn't you tell me the owner told me to talk to you? I did say that. I oh. guess I did say that. Okay. I didn't just like say like, I don't Hi. know. It's been a while. That was my first year. That was probably within my first <laughs> six months. Huh? It was all a blur. Yeah. So tell yeah. me. So what happened? So. So you roll. I there. think I went there twice. The first time, like I said, I saw Kenny. I saw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? There's a million. Uh, That's yeah. the most generic name in America, probably. Uh, I went and saw the shop John manager. John or Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> I went and saw the shop manager. And uh, that's funny. Uh, and, go on. And I could just instantly tell he's one of these guys that doesn't like vendors. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I was like, I don't remember his name at all. I said, hey, I'm Colby. I kind of went through my little thing. I think he stopped me barely 10 seconds into it. I was like, yeah, I don't really have time today. I was like, okay. I was like, I can. He's like, just, I don't even know if he said come back. At He's this like, point, your voice gets tired. You're like, yeah. oh, no, okay, well, I'm just trying to stop. Sure? Okay, uh, nuts and bolts. <laughs> and, uh, and I still hardly know anything about the product, you know. So. Of course. Well, I think I'd go back a week or two later. Yeah, yeah. Can I went maybe back Maybe I just caught him later. in a bad mood. Yeah, I think I, you know, he at least let me give him a business card and that kind of stuff. And uh, I walk in there the second time because you walk up some stairs. That's where his office is, um, overlooking the whole shop. Oh, great. And uh, there's a guy in there talking to him on at a his perch. desk. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I open the door. It's like a, a house screen door, you know, kink, 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 you know. And oh, uh, I open it. Sounds I'm scary. Like, I'm like, hey. Yeah. I'm like, hey. You remember me? You know. <laughs> and back back then, man, like this job has really helped me, you know, not be so like Bashful? I don't know, passive aggressive and all this stuff. You know, now I'm uh, you know, like who cares? If someone gives me attitude, I'll tell them off or something, but um <laughs> <laughs> You're like the nicest like, guy in America. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you remember me? You know? And uh he's like, Yeah, I'm kinda busy. And uh you're like, really? You were two weeks ago yeah. also. Because there, well, there was a guy in there talking to him. I think oh. they were looking at a piece of paper, you know, or something. But I didn't leave. <laughs> I kept standing there. Oh, shoot. And I was like. Ah. You're like, okay, I'll wait. Uh, yeah. I was In oh. my head, I was like, I'll just wait for this guy to leave. And uh, so they start talking. Five seconds later, he looks back from the paper, you know, just like glaring up at me. He goes, there's the door. <laughs> <laughs> And you I'm never like, went back. You okay. never went back. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I never went back. Is he still in your territory? Yeah. Try him again. Yeah. I should. <laughs> like, nope. I highly doubt he remembers Screw me. That guy. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, he probably doesn't even remember you. But there's the door. Yikes. Yeah. There's the pointed at it. There's the door. Yikes. I gotta okay. say though, when a vendor walks in my office, I'm like, oh yeah, easy guy. I know. I'm. I'm sure. Um, I'm pretty quick to the point now if I'm cold calling. Like, hey, this is what I, you know. Anyone else tell you off? Because Highline trains you, they train you to go through, like, these product boards that we have. They're pretty cool. They show a lot of what we have, and we're, but we're supposed to tell them everything we do, you know, all this (laughs) stuff. Now I'm just like, hey, I'm Colby. You want to come see my truck? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I do inventory management, you know. And I have candy out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got some candy. <laughs> Do you keep everything? No, you don't keep everything oh, you I have access no, to. No, there's, there's no way you can keep everything. But my truck is designed around my customers mm. so that I do certain customers will clientele? use this. Sort of main clientele? <sighs> Probably heavy equipment and truck shops is your main clientele because they'll use anything, wire, electrical terminals, nuts and bolts, cable clamps, loom. They'll use all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, um, plant facilities, plant maintenance. Um, they'll generally use quite a bit of stuff. They um, they have to use a certain type of wire that's different than just r- regular, like, primary truck wire. Um, it's like THHN wire. We're super high on that, so I don't even ever push that. <laughs> but that's what, you know. But they'll use, like, our shop cable, which is, like, um, basically like dual, it's multi-wire, multi-conductor wire. Oh. So like, 
like a, a 14 gauge six, con- six conductor, you know, all wrapped up in a shock cable. They, you know, a lot of plant facilities like that make their own extension cords. And so I can sell the ends to that and just a whole roll of wire or cable and it comes out cheaper for them. But, um, that's probably my main, um, my main business is heavy equipment and truck shops. Um, but I have, you know, Chickasaw Cultural Center is one of my customers. Uh, down there in Sulphur. Um, what is... What's another, like... What is the easiest sale you've ever got? Down in Sulphur. This guy. That guy? Yeah, no. Oh. It's not the Chickasaw Colts. It's this other guy. He's a rancher down in Sulphur, but he also does a lot of oil field stuff. And uh, I had a customer in Ardmore that said, hey, and he they're called uh, Stereo Design, so they put they put sound systems and various other things and, and vehicles. And he was like, one of my best customers is, uh, his name's BJ Johnson. And he goes, you should give him a call. I bet he'd, I bet he'd like something like this. I think he was, you know, saying he needed somebody cause he's always sending guys to the shop. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll give him a call. So I called BJ and, uh, I was like, Hey, I was just talking to, um, uh, Daryl, and uh, he said you might. You said you might uh, use somebody like me to supply <laughs> you your shop him with. In person, or you called? Him? I called him, and he goes, he goes, oh yeah, man, I'd love to love to meet you. Um, and I thought he was in Ardmore at the time, like you know that's where his shop was and stuff. And I was like, so where where are you out of? He goes, oh, I'm out of Sulphur. And I said, oh okay, I'm gonna be in Sulphur like next Thursday or something. It was like a week or few days less than that or something and it's like okay yeah just uh tell me when you're in town we'll meet at the walmart so i meet him at the walmart there and uh <laughs> he's like he's i like, just needed help with my groceries yeah he's like follow me out so i'll follow him out uh to his place and he just starts flipping through the book he goes i want this i want this I want shut this. up <laughs> it's one of the biggest setups i have Get i mean he has he has a grade five bolt bin that goes up to like three quarter inch. He's got a galvanized pipe bin. He's it's got still a, a customer. Black pipe bin. Yep, still a customer. Just nobody ever called on him. Probably? And it's in it's you in think? the shop, big shop behind his house. It's not. So it doesn't look like ever, a business yeah, it's shop. Not a business shop. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> him and his brother brothers own like a like a six seven thousand acre ranch out by Sulphur. Uh, but it, like I said, he also he also uh, runs some oil field companies. And that's what he does it under is his old field company, um, but he, you know, he has all that equipment to work on his ranch, and so they're fixing a lot of their own equipment, and uh, it's just in his big old shop. Um, really, really, really nice guy. Um, but I, when he was going through all of it, I st- I'm sitting there in the back of my truck trying to keep up in my notes, and I was like, "How much do you want to spend?" He's like, "Oh, around." Probably five grand. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, that's a big sell for a Highline guy. Yeah. Like, that's a really big one-time sell. <clears throat> and, and, I mean, I split it up into several different orders and used a bunch of promos for them and stuff. But that was my easiest. I called him, followed him, and he just told me what he wanted. It that's was $5,000 later. And, yeah, he's still still a good, good customer. And I'm trying to, trying to actually supply his uh, aerosol sprays now. So trying to get in, so he let me do that. What is your most successful sales tactic? Um, do you call ahead and make appointments? No, I walk you in. Show up every time. Show up and I don't go to the front door. What? The the office ladies will stop you. They'll really? say, "Oh, he's busy. You have you a card, and you'll never get a call." Shop. So I I go. I find a shop bay door or a way I can get in and I talk to I try to find the maintenance supervisor or um you know shop manager or shop foreman uh but if I do see a maintenance worker or mechanic I'm talking to them first you know like hey to see who's in charge Yep, to see who's in charge, say, hey, I use, this is what I do. I was like, who do I need to talk to about this? And they'll almost always guide you to where you need to go. And then you're in front of the guy you need to be. 
in front of and just go from there. Um, yeah, so I, I don't ever go How to do you the find them? Driving by? Drive around and think, if, hey, they may use something I, I You got. don't Google or Facebook? Like no, I use companies? Google a lot, too. You do? Um, Lawton Wastewater Plant was has been a real good customer of mine, and I found them off Google Maps because I saw just their big plant outside of Lawton. Like what's that big building? So I drove out there one day, and they were like, yeah, got me. Started getting me a bunch of POs. Do most so. of your customers, like, no one's ever called on them? Or is it, like, most of them um, are, like, pretty competitive? No, most of them are pretty competitive. Um, there, There's a few instances where I've gone in that they're not being serviced by anybody. They're having to buy their own stuff, you know. And, uh, but most everybody already Where has Where do you go buy all the stuff you have if nobody services you? Um, you either order online or <coughs> they got to, you know, you can go to. Not hardware, though. Uh, no, well, yeah, no, nah, you can actually get it pretty cheap, you know, I mean, if you're buying non-American made stuff, the thing about Highline, we try to make, we try to uh, carry American made product, like all of our nuts and bolts are guaranteed American made, um, our drill bits and taps and all that are American made. Does anyone ever um, like get your number off your truck and call you? Yeah, occasionally. Do you tell the, oh, <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> I have two stories from the. Tell both phone of calls. them. Tell both of them. Oh man! Immediately. First, turn your phone on silent. Yeah. Oh, is it? I thought it it's did. vibrating. Oh, it's going wah wah. Um. <laughs> oh man. Do tell the Sorry. tell the gas station story. The loves one. Yeah. Have you heard this, DJ? Oh, yeah. <coughs> um. <laughs> so I'm driving out to. I'm either going to Clinton or Weatherford that day. And uh, it's it's pretty early in the morning, and, uh, you know, by the time I get out, it's it loves right before you get to Clinton, <coughs> along guy 40 And I'd already had quite a bit of coffee that morning, so, you know, naturally I had to stop and go pee. So I'm walking in, and I'm getting pretty close to the bathroom. I have to round this corner, and this guy there just gives me, like, super like large amount of room and it like backs up you know is like just unnecessary he's like you know like here you go you know <laughs> he's like excuse me <laughs> and i was like thanks you know maybe he's just super nice guy <laughs> and uh i walk into the bathroom and i start peeing at one of the urinals and uh he walks <laughs> back into the bathroom because i saw him come out of the bathroom he walks back in goes to one of the stalls gets some toilet paper, fake, blows his nose, and then walks to a urinal two down from me. And uh, he's, like, kind of smirking. And he's like, had a lot of coffee this morning, huh? <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm just like, oh, I got to get out of here, you know. So I wash my hands. I go back out to my truck. At this point, you're still thinking, like, nothing of it, right? Like, this guy's No, I weird. thought it was, yeah, I just thought he was weird. Just thought he was weird. And, uh, you know, but I'm not, I'm kind of keeping, like, I'm super aware of my surroundings at this point. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know. And uh, well, I parked right in front of the store. And so I hop in my truck and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here for just a minute or two, and, you know, see what this dude's all about. So and, you saw uh, him? Yeah, he walked out of the store and goes. He's like low key following you. Kind of, yeah. Walks out of the store very right, like right after I got back in my truck, goes to his car, which is at one of the pumps, pulls it up to a spot two down from me at the store and uh, gets out and starts smoking. <laughs> but he's whole body has faced my direction. I'm still sitting in my truck and uh, he's just smoking, look, you know, looking around, but I can tell he keeps looking at me. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm leaving, you know. Okay, so, at this point, what are you thinking? I'm just like, this, this dude guy's is weird. weird. I'm getting out of here. Like, I got some work to do, you know. I got to go get a customer. And uh, I look, he's got like a Georgia license plate, you know. And uh, I'm driving along. I mean, it's not three minutes later, you know, I get on that access ramp. I'm back on the interstate. My phone goes off. 
And um, he used some choice words, but to sum it up, he said, dang, man, you look good in them jeans. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm still assuming it's him. I don't know who Get else. out of here. Because my number is on the side of my truck. And so I just, my first reaction, Did I just he look gay? laughing. Ah, no, no. Just normal look. I mean, I think he's wearing a wife beater or something. Did but. you take offense to it like he thought you were gay? <laughs> no. I just cracked. <laughs> I just like, instantly laughing. I'm just laughing and I'm like, what should I say? You know? And Get I'm like, the heck out of here. Like you were going to text him back? Like, I did you? No, I uh, never did. I, you know, but I started screenshotting it and sent it to a bunch of people. You know, like, look what uh, I, it's like. I'm pretty sure a dude just sent me this, you know. You're so and, sad. Uh, but I started laughing and you're then like, I, I was still just still got like, it, Hope. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, but, uh, no, every once in a while now, my father in law will, will say, dang, man, look good in them jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I just What's started the other cracking time? up. The other time I'm at the post office in Tuttle. And so the only reason I think this may be connected to my truck phone numbers cuz um somebody was pulling a prank on me or it was just a wrong number. And uh have you heard this one DJ? No. Not okay. Uh <laughs> you have I've told you this one haven't I? I'm sitting there at the post office cuz we got to send various papers in the highline and stuff and um get a call. He goes Hello? Hey, what's going on? I'm like, uh, nothing. Who is this? I don't remember the name. It was a woman. And, uh, she's like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, this is Colby. And, uh, cause I almost answer every call. Being a salesman with my number on the side of my truck, I'm going to answer it. So, um, and, uh, I'm like, this is Colby. Um, she goes, oh, so this, I guess, doesn't tip her off, but I guess she's still expecting somebody. She goes, hey, um, you going to pick, you still picking me up from the airport later? And she doesn't sound completely normal. Like I, she may be on, you know, like a little drunk or something. And, uh, I'm like, I think you have the wrong number. And she's. You know, I'm being nice, but she's like, oh, really? She's like, oh, so sorry. I'm kind of inebriated right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's like, uh. Yeah, I no. picked up on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, huh. And she's like, Colby, you seem really nice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Click. Click. Yeah, no. I was like, well, you're like, I'll feel, I'll go ahead and hear this one out. Yes, I wanted to. At one point, dude, is there a recorder deal you can like hit record? I wish. Because I've had a couple phone calls lately. I wish, man. No, I tried it. Oh, you did? I tried it. Yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I hit it, it goes like two or three seconds and then it cuts off. Look up, tap my phone, like on the app store to see if something comes up. But, uh. He's on it. Yeah, so <laughs> she's she's like, Kobe, you seem like you seem really nice. You seem like a really nice man. I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. She's like, she's oh yeah. She said, are you married? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am. I am married. She goes, oh, then your wife must never know. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like. Uh, um, I was like, okay. I think it cut off. I don't hear myself anymore. Hold on. You're sitting on the cord. All right, try it again. Is it good now? Mm-mm. I can hear you. Yeah, good now. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, so that was the point. I was like, okay, I got to get off the phone. She's like, so you your wife must never know. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, well, I hope you find who you're looking for. And I clicked and I clicked it off. I was like, wow, that was so weird. Uh, oh, man. Those are, you know. But Those occasionally, I actually do get Those phone calls. Those are your only two? Weird ones. Yeah. Those are my, but I do get calls about, hey, you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so people actually see your number? And uh-huh. Really? <clears throat> it's not a whole lot. But it, occasionally, every now and then, a couple times it a year. Painted? Um, was that expensive? I'm actually trying to think if I have a customer, like still, that's based off of my number on the side of my truck. I'm trying to do a little market study. DJ said he's wrapping his van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we yeah. got to see if this works or not. So we got two booty calls, one from a gay guy, one from. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're looking for. I, I yeah. That. So, next. But I was so curious though. I did go to the airport that night. And said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. kidding. No, I, I told Hope about those. Did she laugh or did she? Mm-hmm. She was like, "That's really weird." She's like, "Take your number off the side of your car." And I think she may have been like, "Are you sure nobody was pulling a prank on you?" I was like, "I don't really know." That's what's sure. weird, it but no been. one ever told you. So if it was, you know, honestly, like that's the funny part. Of a prank yeah. is like you told me. Yeah. Like they could have been watching me from like Total Donuts or something and laughing. Oh, that's true. Sh- oh, yeah. So it, a complete stranger, but yes. they're watching. But oh, that's actually, true. that's true. You re- know the honest <clears throat> truth. A af- few minutes after it happened, I was like, was that Steve? <laughs> Get the heck out of here. I, I was like, did Steve set this up somehow? <laughs> Dude, because oh, you know shit. you're always acting like you're going to run over me and stuff if you see me. That's uh, funny. Adam Locke did that this morning. Almost hit you. Going, where he was coming out of Minko. I was going into Minko, and I see this black truck swerve into my lane and then jump back Freaked over. And at first, I'm like, "Did you can see your truck from a year ago?" I know. I was like, "Is somebody drunk already?" And then I was like, "That had to have been someone I know." And he texted me right after that. Uh, I was like, "You goober." That's funny. Uh, I still never forget the time you you were in that giant truck. You remember that? Going through town, right in the middle of town in total. In the Peterbilt. Yes. And you, you got in my lane real quick, obviously, because you knew it was me. Remember? Because you said you could hear me laughing with my uh, windows oh, rolled up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, what is this guy doing? Because <laughs> I started veering to miss it, and yeah. then you jerked back over, and I saw it was you. I just You're like, died ah! laughing. Yeah. Man. All right. Sorry. Back to business. Oh, we don't have to be. You act like you have to go back to class now or something. Yeah, right. You're in trouble. Nope. I just thought if... I didn't know. Hey, so you're the guy. If you want to go back to business, cool. It's up to me, huh? You want to talk skiing? Are you saying skiing? this is my podcast? <laughs> it is your pet. There's a lot of phone recording apps, yeah, he says. Yeah, but you have to pay for them. Are you hmm. serious? No that's free that's phone recordings. The best option is the recording and then just pay for the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did they say anything about the screen recorder deal? Because mine, mine didn't work, but I didn't know if it was just... <coughs> What? Yeah. What? No, no, no. <laughs> Genuinely, what? <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, there's this one app that you pay like ten dollars a year or something, and you hit four during the phone call and record it. Pay ten dollars a year, anytime you want to press four. Dude, what kind of weird trouble are you in that you need a phone <coughs> recorder that bad? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Right? None of us want to pay for it. Yeah. Or like I could see like, like in your case or something, somebody's placing an yeah. order over the phone. Yeah. And you're like, I need, just need to record it. That's what I'm saying, though. Is like, what kind of private investigating are you getting in this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, dude. So, I think one of the major parts about Highland I forgot to mention is I am primarily an inventory management specialist. So, after I get a customer, right. I'm yeah. going to organize all their stuff. I'm going to label because it. Because that's the big kicker to yours is you're like... And that's where the truck comes in is very few people do that. So I show up. Who else does that? Who competes with Ram? Snap-on? Ram does it. Snap-on is tools. I've never even heard of Ram. Yeah. They're actually loosely connected to Highline. Hmm. Yeah. I won't tell that. I mean, basically some guys left Highline. They joined up another company. This company wanted to start franchising. These select few guys didn't want to do that, so they started their own company called Ram. Uh, I think that's how it is. Is it successful? 
Um, yeah, there's a, I run into them quite a bit around here. Um, really? I run into a guy named Gerald and Justin. It's a father and son. Uh, Justin is mainly, Justin is mainly in my territory. Um, Gerald is, is also in the city as well. Um, but, um, yeah, they, so they have a truck and stuff. Um, they're, they're, I mean, I don't think their product is as good as quality as ours. Um. I mean, they are cheaper. The thing with Highline is we we are um, on the upwards um, as far as cost. We're we're kind of more on the higher yeah, part end of that. Premium priced product. But we don't charge a monthly service fee. We don't have a minimum purchase order. But does that bite you in the rear sometimes? Yeah, I'll get dropped. People I'll lose like customers because of price all the time. No, no, no. Not no, all no, the no, time, no. but... I'm saying not having a monthly deal? No. Does anyone ever get a bin and you're like... Okay, it's been six months and I still haven't gotten anything for you. You see what I'm saying? <sighs> if it's six months and they still haven't bought anything, I'm not going. I'm not. I'll stop going. But what do you do with all the bins? Well, if they, they bought them, them, if they bought them, they keep them. Or if I used my bin allowance money, they keep them. Um, the only time that we have a thing called a flagship program, so if there is a decent sized company anywhere for you know if they use if you use enough product or whatever uh we can do um a flagship program and that is where you do sign an agreement for three years saying we're gonna be your main vendor for these At type the end of products of three years then you get to keep if, if you drop us within that three years we're taking all these bins back right. we'll supply the brands for free right. but we're gonna take those bins back and or you can pay them minus 10% something like that mm. uh, so um, that's the only really kind of agreement we have other than that it's just go get a customer and, and just keep showing up and supplying them um, <clears throat> say you say you owned a say you bought a feed store tomorrow okay and you had to fix the sales side what would you do Fix the sales side? Not fix the sales side, but what would you do to the sales side? Um, at a feed store. Using the knowledge I have now, I would try to, I mean, I think we've talked about it. I would try to set up some kind of inventory management system like I like they are with that. Um, just with, you know... It's kind. It'd be it'd be difficult, you know. It'd, it'd take a while to to figure it out. But as far as people love the service, around? people love coming to you with their product, you know. Um, and if you can organize it and manage it for them without them having to think about it, right? I yeah. I think of like <clears throat> stuff. What would that work with? Like with anything, you know. They do. Centos does it. They have facilities they have uniforms they have uh you know um uh, first aid and they do an inventory management service or they right. come in restock the first aid kit or replace the mats they take your uniforms and wash them you know just yeah. that service type but in a feed store yeah if you can find customers that consistently use the same type of stuff mm -hmm. and they have a big enough space for you obviously you need more space with the feed store products than you would highline mm -hmm. bins Mm -hmm. But if you could keep this stack, this stack here, and even make labels for them or something, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> this goes here, 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 this goes here. They can set mins and maxes. You know, don't order me more until it gets below three bags, mm -hmm. or and you know, kick it back up to ten bags or whatever. So is that how you do all your stuff? Um, <clears throat> I tell people all the time we have mins and maxes, but actually very few customers do actually set mins and maxes because it's it's kind of a trust thing, you know. I well, they say don't give me too much. But don't yeah, let me run I out. mean they. I know what overstocking is. Right. I know when I overstock someone. You do that at the end of the month. No, I don't. Have you ever? I mean, there's been occasions I have. Yes, <laughs> but it's never. It's never. You intentionally I have never overstock done, someone? I've never done... Okay. <clears throat> there are certain levels that I, you know, will look at um, as far as the level of what's in there, the level of the product that's in that bin or hole or whatever. 
and I will, and I will restock once if I can kind of start seeing the bottom or whatever. You know, I'll restock them. Like we all know when someone's getting low on something, right? Okay. Um, Does it the take only a while time to get it, like... I would consider overstocking that I have done a few times is if they if I know they could probably make make it one or two more trips without me supplying it, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead, and, you know, do that. But sometimes I'll do that too if I know I'm. So you're if more I'm just taking like saving a, yourself a trip. You're not trying. Yeah, to like... if I know I'm going to be out of town, there's certain things uh, I will add. Right. Right. Now, straight up overstocking just to get a sale to make a number. No, I don't do that. That's ridiculous. Um, don't freaking lie to me. I have seen so many people get kicked out of shops because of that. I don't really. So. Oh yeah, because they're just like trying to hit a quota. I've had customers, you know, told me they switched to me because they had a guy coming in there putting in doing that very thing. Hundreds of bolts that they hardly use. Get out of here. Those are the. I was told one story. Um, this guy kept getting a invoice for like a certain like cable ties like seven seven inch 11 inch cable ties and uh <clears throat> he would keep some in his drawer but he'd also like hey leave a bag or two up top as well and he said well there would always be a new bag every time every time every time i mean like every invoice the same the same two cable ties are on top he goes we moved the bins out one time the dude was shoving the two on top to make them fall behind the bin and putting new ones on top. They said they were thousands, thousands of cable ties behind that bin. Dude, just, I mean, you're like hiding product from your customer just so you You think the guy knew it? Uh, I mean, obviously found it in a, after a while. No, I'm saying, do you think the guy that was restocking them knew it? He was the one pushing the cable ties behind the bin. I'm saying, do you think he was doing it on accident? No! He was, he was getting a sale. <clears throat> Um, okay, so what else would you do? Um, I don't know feed store stuff. I don't know. Um. What's your best one-on-one sale? One, what? What's your best one-on-one sale thing? Like cold calling people. What's the best thing that you say? Um, I don't know if I have a certain phrase that really Not a phrase, is successful like every time. <coughs> I just try to, my biggest thing is... I just, from the instant I walk down the shop, I'm trying to establish a relationship with that person. I don't want to be just a salesman that walks in there. I want to make sure they know that I care about their company. I care about their position. I respect their rules and what they want me to do. Um, I try to get those points across. You know, like, I'm not going to overstock you. I'm going to be here consistently. Um, I try to establish that, that relationship and that rapport. Um, because I mean, I'm, you know, trying, I manage anywhere from 60 to 80 customers, um, a month, you know, that buy from me and I run a two week route. So I see most of my customers every two weeks. How much more room do you have to grow? Uh, like customer wise, you think? It Depends would on depend on, it would depend on the size of customer. You know, I could add. Five. Have you ever turned someone down because you're like, I can't? Um, no, I've never turned them down initially, but the smaller accounts, I oh, smaller. I do have to just stop showing up. Can you ship them stuff though? Haven't we? Talked I can. About this? I mean, I can, money. but they don't. They're not going to call you for it because you're overpriced. And if you're just going to ship it, it's not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're not good on the service, they're not going <clears> to <throat> buy from you anyways. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Um, it just depends on the size of the customer. If I mean, if I could grow or not. So, I mean, how much I could grow. It would be kind of more based on like dollar value, you know, um, because a good, a, a good. So the thing is too with Highline commissions, I think we get paid a lot better than other people in this industry. So that's why it's um, somewhat higher price. You think? Yeah, I mean, because Highline's gonna get their cut and that. Me, the territory manager, is getting my cut as well. Um, but one of my buddies in Louisiana that works down there, he was talking to me. He was talking to a competitor that worked for Lawson Products. And uh, 
he was bragging about his territory. This Lawson guy was to to my buddy, hi, my Highline buddy. And uh, he was saying, yeah, you know, I got like a, it was like 1.5 mil or $2 million territory, you know, and I make this much. And and uh, my buddy told him, he's like, well, I run a $500,000 territory and I make this much. And it was more. more. And he was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, and he works a lot less because if you think about $2 million a year yeah. in little shop consumables, that's a fourth of the that's work. That's a lot of hard work. It's a fourth of the work. And then we're, you know, but another thing that makes it so easy too is if you can keep your customer, if every part has a part number to go with it, a label, and it's organized, you keep it clean. Oh, it's really easy to fulfill. Once you get a customer, um, it it's so easy to walk walk in there. You say hi to your guys. I don't ever try to walk into a place without saying hi to the main guy oh, that right. I my contact or some of the mechanics. I want them to know I'm there because mm. I don't want to seem sneaky in any for kind special of special orders. Um, for special orders too, like do yeah, a lot of people and to like see if they need anything start, that yeah. I'm not not in these bins, right. which happens a lot. So they're like, "Hey, you got this." Mm. And another thing too is, um, even though they've been my customer for three years, um, I need to do this a lot more because it is effective. Hey, come come out to my truck. You haven't been out in my truck in a long time. And they'll start seeing stuff in my truck. Dude, like, hey. I got the te- I got the pitch. You ready? Yeah. You still take your dog with you? I haven't in a long time because of his hip, his hip problems. He's having a hip problem, and it's hard. On, it's hard on him to ride in the truck. He took the seat out of his <laughs> delivery truck, his passenger seat, and put his dog. He has a huge Great Dane, and put his dog in there, <laughs> and yep. takes him around with him. Yeah, it's fun. He. A lot of people do like old blue, he's a, he's a good but dog. that would be the perfect pitch. Like, come out and see my dog's gained weight, or something. oh, you I know, did use like, that a lot. Yeah, hey, come see blue. Some oh, people are like, let blue out, he'll run around the shop. <laughs> huh. That's cool, but so yep. you don't take him anymore? I haven't, uh, no, not <gasps> a while. You haven't got dog food in a long time. I bought it at Yukon last week. Oh, you dog, gotcha. I feel bad, gotcha. You haven't asked me to bring you dog food in a long time. That's what I should have said. I'll probably ask you next time to get one of those special flavors you hadn't had in a while. You can get that podcast Aaron run. I owe you type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> I owe you for being on the podcast run. He don't know me nothing. <sighs> what else? <sighs> well, an hour. Married. Did it fly by? Two kids. It did. This is Are fun. you about to give a biography right now? Dude, Autobiography? Married, <laughs> married two kids. <laughs> <laughs> two hey, and a half year old. Hey, give your wife a shout out. Hope love lady. She's what amazing. do you want to say to her? <laughs> she is. She's a Colby great love mom, lady. Really Colby hard love worker. lady. Thank you for calling in tonight on <laughs> Steve Love. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to shout out tonight, yeah. Colby? Yeah. Let's give it to Hope Elizabeth <laughs> Love Lady. Uh, now we got two sweet little girls. Um, I love skiing. <laughs> Dude, talk about the ski trip. It's my favorite thing in the world. Skiing is my favorite recreation by far. Uh, There's a group of, I think it's up to 22 now. It's out of control. 22 people going to Sipapu, New Mexico here in a few weeks. Uh, DJ cannot go because he's doing his wrestling thing, but his brother is. (sighs) But it's going to be real fun. And also, like, the whole... Sipapu Mountain has like 200 people on it, so we're like a fourth of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty small mountain, but it's a lot of fun. They, no, they pretty small. Have... It's by far the smallest I've ever been to. It is. Yeah. There's three lifts or two lifts. No, there is the main one. There's one off to the right, and yeah, there's that one up top that takes you a little bit higher. Okay, let's count that out. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Wait, let me pull so up I the trail map. I got it. Or saved. three lifts. Get the heck out of here. Hey. Pull up Sipapu trail map. Tell me how many lifts are on there. S-I-P something. I'm sorry. We forgot that little one that you hold on to. That's a T-bar. That doesn't even count. <laughs> okay. It's a halfway. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, you're missing out. I went last year, too. Trail map. I've been studying it. He already got it. Dave, you're too slow. What else you want to talk about? <sighs> 
Dude, come on. Surely you have a funnier sales story than those. What's the funniest sales story? Dude, I don't know. Those were kind of my That's main it, huh? ones. I mean, I had another those are good. dude that was that had buyer's remorse but didn't want to tell me. <laughs> so he just started he just started like we were texting and he started getting into all cats mode saying he didn't want those bins anymore cuz they weren't the size I told him, which I gave him specific descriptions of the size and everything, but he didn't want them anymore, so whatever. Buyer's remorse yeah, on hardware. He, definitely, he wanted some bins to make his own little mobile cart and uh uh I I don't he was he's in Amber. He's in Amber. And uh it's my um, Yeah. That actually does narrow it down quite a bit. No, but uh, yeah, he did not 700. want the, I delivered him. I delivered them not to him. Not as specific as Kenny was, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a Saturday morning, I woke up and, I mean, and delivered them to him on a Saturday morning. And uh, as soon as I pulled him out of the truck, he's like, I don't want those. He goes, those, those aren't the size you told me. I was like, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> he's like, Man, I was like, we talked about you wanted to stack them on one side. And he's like, no, no, that's not right. And I was like, okay. And I just put them back in my truck, drove off, started texting them. Never saw him or talked to him again. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know. Have a good weekend. Fill out a return and all that stuff, whatever. Barf. Um, well, that's fun, man. Okay. We Thank done? You, I guess. Now you got another guy lined up, man. Better not keep him waiting. Nah. Close out the show. Sing us your favorite song, guys. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chatter with Steve. My name is Steve Cook, the co-owner of Cook Feeding Outdoor in Oklahoma City. If you have any questions or need to get a hold of me or would like to be on the podcast, please send me an email at scooktt at gmail.com. That is S as in Steve, Cook, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, at gmail.com or reach out to me on social media and I would love to talk to you. Thank you for listening.